Hey gang, this is Rick with Let's Level Up. We're back with episode 24 of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because Regan was... I don't know. We're here with another riveting edition of the Let's Level Up podcast. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm super stoked. I'm super stoked for many reasons. One, because my guest is super awesome. Two... Organized play for Keyforge is here. Every FLGS should be getting their organized play kit soon. So you can go there. You can enter in sealed or Archon tournaments all over the world. And we can start seeing which decks are the best. And you can win some pretty swanky prizes. I think they, I think Wild Wormhole is a play mat that you can win uh, based on what I've seen. And there's cool chain trackers that are unique to each house. Um, which I really want a copy of, and I think even metal damage tokens from what I saw in the box today. And then special cool little stun and power markers. So very cool. Organized play for Keyforge is here. We've got new YouTube videos coming up uh, featuring a lot of Keyforge content. I'm working on some role player stuff and also Dice Forge, which is another game I'm super stoked on right now. So that's coming up. Our Patreon is live. So go there, patreon.com forward slash let's level up. Um, all that information is on our website, let's level up.net. Let your friends know about the show, share all that stuff. We're getting everything out of the way right now so we can make room for the lady of the hour. She's too sweet to be sour. <laughs> She's got the most harm and will do the most. Oh, shoot. Now I messed that up. She's got the most charm and will do the most harm. <laughs> And she's the lady around my arm, Mrs. Perez. Just would you like to be degraded like that? Just as my, like you are the wife. It's Mrs. Perez. I yeah. mean, there's worse things to be degraded in. <laughs> I guess that's true. I don't know. It's a pretty low bar. <laughs> uh, Christina, Stina. It's me. Say hi. Hello. You're looking at me very intently right now. It's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, this is your first podcast you've ever been on. Is that true? It is. Is that true? It's mostly true, yes. Okay. I didn't mean to interrogate you right there. That was very forceful. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just found out, actually, my wife has never listened to this show in in four and a half years, five years, I think, that we've been doing this show. I never have. That's true. <laughs> never listened to a single episode of Mage Wars Mondays. That's a thing? It was, it was a thing. It's not a thing anymore. Or any of the cool things. She didn't get to see Rodney, or Lance, or Scott, any of the board game greats. Tiff Ralph, she didn't get to hear her. To Emerson. Be fair, I heard it in the background of everything else I was doing. Well, you just heard me, I think, <laughs> probably, yeah. and you hear that, you hear that quite a bit. <laughs> My feelings aren't hurt that you don't you don't care. Are they not? They are. They are. They are a little. A little. Bit. A little bit. I care. No, I know you do. You got your own. You have your own interests. I've been trying to get you into gaming for a long time. 72 years when I first met you. 72. It's been so long. It's been 80. It was 84 years ago. <laughs> and you finally have started gaming more. I saw finally. You, you started playing Xbox games. I saw you playing. What was that game you were playing? Um, I was playing Oxenfree. Oxenfree, and yeah. Into the Woods. So yeah, you were actually playing those on your own. It wasn't like me, like, hey, play this for a second while I go get a soda. <laughs> I really enjoyed those games, actually. Is it is it because they're more 
um, they're more narrative. Yes. And it's less less mechanical stuff you have to worry about as far as like moving and, and whatnot. Definitely. Um, it feels a lot lighter than a lot of the games you play. Yeah. I like I like stuff that's I don't know. It's very immersive what you play. And mine is if I have to leave it for a couple of days, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. You know? Wouldn't you rather spend hundred and forty two hours playing The Witcher Three? No. It doesn't <laughs> sound like a good time. Uh, I always love watching you play games. Why? I don't know if I've ever told you that. Because no. you get you get so frustrated so quickly. I do. Like when it's... you can't, when you look up and put your character's looking down. <laughs> well, don't tell everybody that. <laughs> You're uh, ruining my street cred. Oh, I don't think that's a thing. Um, well, it's not anymore. <laughs> uh. But even like even board games, like you've been mm-hmm. playing more, and it's not like me forcing you to play or basically <laughs> begging you to play all the time. Now I can say, "Hey, you want to play a game?" And you say, "Sure, let's play." And you you seem like you enjoy them more now than you did before. Mm-hmm. Well, I think yeah, now I have more time to devote to actually playing the game instead of getting up every five minutes or so, and it's fun to just sit down and. Play. Like, I really enjoyed playing Keyforge with you and Regan. That was really fun. It's a great game. Yeah. I'm sure people are tired of hearing me talk about it. I've talked about Keyforge every podcast for, like, the last <laughs> five weeks. It's a cool game. Yeah, it really, it's, what's so exciting about it is that it's just something that's new, right? And it's not new as in it's a new game, right? And mechanically, it's not new. But the whole distribution process for this thing is so never been done before mm-hmm. that it's super interesting but like there are even people online who are posting decks of things that like don't work <laughs> like there's a there's a guy who on on the on the keyforge page on facebook who's he rants about sacrificial altar all the time because his deck doesn't have any humans and sacrificial altar is a card that does something when you sacrifice a friendly human creature Mm-hmm. And no way to get a friendly human creature onto his battle line at all. So nothing that lets him take control of things. Um, and I guess it's going to happen, but none of the decks that we've gotten so far... And I say broken. That's one card out of 36 that's, that yeah. doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but none of the things that I think we've had so far are the... Gosh, what do we have? We just got three new decks. And we had four. So it's the seven decks that we have so far. Mm-hmm. Um are all cool and unique and they all do their own things which is True. it's just super impressive the way they've done that it is very impressive and it's really fun i think did you ever play any of the other card games not particularly no never not, magic or anything no like magic that? it yeah but i really like keyforge it feels to me more playable than magic does magic was overwhelming to me really Cause i'm more of a casual gamer well keyforge i, I mean keyforge is pretty it's it's a, a lot like magic in a lot of it ways. It is, but I, maybe since it's just now coming out and there's not so much to go along with it, like oh, yeah. magic, um, it doesn't feel as overwhelming. Huh. Which is nice for me since more casual than you are. You're a filthy casual, that's what I they am. say, in, in, the, in the video gaming industry. I am a muggle. A muggle. Yeah. What is that? Non-magic person. A non-magic person. Is that from Harry Potter? No, definitely not. It is, isn't it's it? It's not. I bought you the Harry Potter game, and I don't think you've ever played it. We played it twice. Oh, just twice? Yeah. Huh. 
That's like my go-to present for you. Harry Potter stuff. Harry Potter yeah. stuff. I don't know how many birthdays and Christmases you've I gotten feel, Harry Potter socks yeah. or whatever. There, there was a few, but I liked it all. I yeah. feel like maybe 34 is a good age to have more of a healthy <laughs> obsession with Harry Potter instead of that being like one of the only things I like. Yeah. What else do you like? Let the, let the, let the world get to know you. Um, I'm also trying to get Christmas ideas for you. Oh, this is the perfect avenue to do that. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Well, Wanda got me the tea set stuff for my birthday. That was really cool. I liked that a lot. It was this Wait, special teacup with a strainer in it and then a special blend of tea. Um, and I really like tea lately. Was that the tea that makes you poop? No. Oh, okay. Am I not supposed to talk Are about that? Are we talking about this? I mean, I, I'm no... No, no, it was hibiscus tea. Hibiscus tea, okay. I, I will say anybody who's having bowel issues, you can hit me up on Twitter, <laughs> at Let's Level Up, and we could talk about this tea, because it, it actually, it may have saved my life two weeks ago, because I was, anyway, You didn't believe me about it, it was either. Gross. But it, it helped, for sure. And it was kind of tasty. Yeah. Tanked this conversation ten minutes in, I just did, with a, with a tea poop joke. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. What is it about me that you can't stand? That's feels like I think every husband wants to know that. Segue from tea poops. Let's let's just start it off with that you talk about tea poops on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. I think. But I mean, I'll I'll take it if that's the worst that. Um, what are your favorite board games? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think lately I'm more into card games than board games. Like other than Keyforge, which which ones? Oh, I don't know. Just Keyforge then? Yeah. Like you just, just would rather play Keyforge than anything right now? Yeah, Keyforge. Azul was fun the other night though. I like that. It's also Even good though it was, we kind of played it wrong and played it forever. But do you like playing Gloomhaven? Because I really like playing Gloomhaven. I, I like it more than I thought I would. Yeah. Because I'm, I didn't think I'd be very good at it, but it was pretty fun, and I really like my character a lot. Yeah, you may have to retire her soon, though. We're getting, we're getting up there. I'd really rather not. <laughs> I think you have to eventually. <laughs> yeah, no, she's pretty cool. She's a little tinkerer. Yeah, it's a cool class. Mm-hmm. It's a real cool class. Um, what are what are what is a board game that you've played that you just didn't like? It's mm, a good question. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, I don't like so, social deduction games at all. Um, mostly because I'm terrible at them. So, I would probably pass on social deduction games. You didn't like Ultimate Werewolf or the Werewolf Legacy the other night? It was okay. It was definitely me um, putting myself out there more than I normally would in a gaming situation, I guess. Yeah. Is it, is it, um, is it when people accuse you 
or trying to throw shade <laughs> off on you that you don't like is that what is that what it is because the gaming group that we yeah. have can get pretty vocal and pretty pretty obnoxiously loud That's... but in a in a way i consider really funny but i could yeah, see yeah and i i understand that it's all in fun um but i don't enjoy that type of playing um and not that i take it too personally because i understand it's just a game but it doesn't seem fun to me. I don't know. You've never and wanted to be the president. No. <laughs> that would be terrible. I think I think any president would love a yeah, social deduction probably, game. Any politician would love social deduction games. You you have to be really good at being able to manipulate the room. And I'm not. Um, yeah, but you're especially, so... In- Go ahead, sorry. Especially with a group that large there was what like 12 people yeah a lot of people can play werewolf i think i think werewolf legacy plays up to 15 mm-hmm. or something like that a minimum of eight i think it's eight to 15 players yeah that's plus, a, plus a large moderator. group of people to kind of suss out and have them do what you want them to do in a less obvious fashion yeah I think in a group like I didn't I didn't play last time obviously because I was moderating mm-hmm. but I think in a group like that with a game like that when you have that many players you can't focus on the whole room yeah you have to try to focus on two or three people that are next to you um, while while trying to read the votes and because that's the crucial part of that kind of game because you have to you have to know who's voting and why or uh, right. and make the deduction of why are they voting that way uh, but what about like um, like deception I'm looking at deception right now. That's a social deduction game, but it's a little different. It's kind of like a social deduction Dixit, even. Have you played Have you played Deception? I've never played Deception. Oh, okay. Because I know we've played that a few times over at Wanda's and, and whatnot. I think a few times here, too. Mm. Um, but it's a, it's a fun one. It's a... Um, you play either as a forensics expert who is giving... Uh, who is handing out clues to this murder investigation... Um, and everyone has a a thing of a list of clues mm-hmm. um, that either like the murder weapon or the means or something like that. I forgot the two types of clues, but the two types of clues. And somebody's a killer at the table. The killer picks um, one of each type of their clues, and okay. the the forensics expert has these cards. They can't say anything, but they know who the killer is. They know what each clue is. And they have to give these clues, um, kind of like Mysterium. I don't know if you've played that I've one. I've never played that one. Uh, but it's it's a lot like that. I, I like it a lot more than a Mysterium, though. It just seems mm-hmm. to flow a little bit better. Um, it's a great, I think it's a great game. But I always, I really enjoy games that I can play the player, mm-hmm. game, like poker, right? Because it's not about the cards that you have in poker. I mean, it's it about is. How you play them. It's yeah. It's how you play the people, right? Mm-hmm. You can have a nothing hand, but end up being able to bluff somebody <laughs> out of. That's probably my problem, though, is because I have no poker face. Have you tried just glaring at everybody? That's yeah. I mean, I do that all day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> how did you feel about um, moderating that game? I liked. It. I felt like a game show host. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it was actually the first time in a long time where I've moderated a game of Werewolf that I actually had fun when I was moderating. Oh, really? I don't know if it was. I don't know if it's the book and the way it streamlines things because the book will tell you as the moderator, 
uh, say this and then oh. this and then this. So like, so you I have a loose script to work off. You of? have yeah, you have a loose script to work off of. All of the mechanics are there, mm-hmm. and then plus with Legacy, there's there's new stuff coming all the time. So I think players who are who are engrossed in the story that we're building together um, are are much more likely to pay attention. Whether it mm-hmm. was like. I forgot one of our kids' birthday, I busted out Werewolf to play with the family, and it was just a nightmare. It was just <laughs> people not understanding and not and, and too busy talking about not understanding to try to listen to the rules, and it was, right. a, oh, it was a pain. A little bit of mayhem. The mayhem, and I don't like that. I like my games you, to be... Well, you like mayhem and other things, but not games. That's true. <laughs> I don't, that's weird, huh? Because I'm is, pretty... I get pretty uh, weird about games. I like I like to play games. Uh, maybe too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're weird about games the way I am about setting up the Christmas tree. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, are there any cool games coming out that you want to play, or any games that we have that you haven't played that you want to play? Um, I do keep a list on Instagram of games that I just come across in my feed, so I'll bookmark them. Um, I don't remember any off the top of my head. Uh, one that I'm still really looking forward to is the Kids on Bikes. Oh, we do need to play Kids on mm-hmm. Bikes still. Um, it seems really interesting, especially for somebody who's never really... I never played D&D. I didn't grow up doing any of that stuff, so it's still a new concept to me. Yeah, role-playing is, I think, the best game. It, any sort yeah. of role-playing game is, is the best kind of game to play. And maybe maybe it's because I have I fell in love with it so young. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I can't wait to play with the kids because I know Regan's got his character and we talked about playing. <laughs> uh, we need to do that very soon. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, and Penny, too. Penny will love it. Oh, I bet so. Anyway, yeah, Kids on Bikes is going to be really cool. That's a, um, gosh, who wrote that book? But it, it's a, it's an RPG. Um, it's more like a cooperating storytelling thing than a big, a big campaign-driven game like Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder. Um, although you can play in a campaign with with Kids on Bikes, but it's basically, um, it's set in the '80s. And you play a group of kids, whether you're teenagers or uh, preteens or whatever. And there's no internet. There's no there's no you know um, Xbox or anything like that. So the real the only form of entertainment that you guys have as a group is to get on your bikes and go explore. And with the with the narrator or the GM of the game, um, you set the tone from the game pretty early. Do you want it to be a funny, lighthearted? you know, Goonies type adventure, or do you want it to be something more sinister, like an it or some, a cross mm-hmm. between like stranger things would mm-hmm. be. Um, and you kind of play from there. So in any game that lets me, uh, tap into horror, I'm always a big fan of. And it's got the great nostalgia element to it too. Like, uh, stranger things does. And it, it's such a good time for it to come out right now. Yeah. Although I don't, I'm, I think we're, we're probably still a little too young to really appreciate the 80s. There needs to be more 90s things. Maybe we're not far away from far enough away from the 90s yet. Yeah, because that's I mean that's when we grew up, right? We're both born yeah. the same year. Um, we were born in the 80s, but we're too young to appreciate 
anything about the 80s. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 93 or whatever that I was really kind of aware of anything. <laughs> anything <laughs> that was happening around me that was starting to make sense of things. Mm-hmm. So it was about nine. Maybe maybe a little younger. Maybe 91 or whatever. But it's still, it's still in the 90, early 90s that I was able to start forming my own thoughts and opinions on everything. Mm. You probably had a lot of thoughts and opinions on everything. Not really. <laughs> Just, I like playing Final Fantasy. Yeah. I played in Dungeons and Dragons, and <laughs> that was about it. Uh, we played Pretty Pretty Princess. Oh, that sounds nice. It was a lot of jewelry and a lot of tears. You played a lot of pretend things growing up. We did. Um, I think a lot of it... Um, Growing up, we didn't have any sort of gaming systems. Pretty Pretty Princess was it. That and Monopoly. Was that a game? It or... was an actual board game. Oh, okay. I thought you were just talking about dress up or whatever. No, it was an actual board game where you could win your jewelry or whatever. And I think whoever had the most jewelry at the end or something like that was the winner. Oh, man. So, of course, there was a lot of tears and fighting over the plastic jewelry. We should uh, reverse engineer that game and make it about the redistribution of wealth <laughs> to the lower classes. I think to an extent it was. I mean, as much as little sisters can steal from you, that was kind of the gist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you always, you always talk about pretend games and, and and that kind of stuff. From whenever I was a kid? Yeah. So, I mean, that's just like all you needed was a way to be able to... Yeah check your mechanic right and that's like what dice are for in dungeons and dragons it's True. the same thing but you can't just say i do this you say i want to do this and then roll <laughs> a die I? to see if you right. if you successfully do it or not in a nutshell in a nutshell betrayal legacy is one i really want to play that's still in the shrink wrap yeah it just came in this week i got it and um the two-player keyforge mat Mm-hmm. And those three Keyforge decks. And Regan got a Keyforge deck for Christmas. Yeah. That's wrapped up under the tree. I like that. I hope so. So what is Betrayal Legacy going to be like? I, I don't quite know. It's Maybe it's Betrayal at House on the Hill. Mm-hmm. That, that style game, right? So if have you, have you played I've that? I've never played that. Oh my gosh, we played mm-hmm. that game a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Um... So it's it's a really really good board game if you haven't ever for anybody listening that hasn't played it before. You play um one there's two skins for Betrayal. There's Betrayal um at House on the Hill, uh which think of House on Haunted Hill um or whatever Haunting of Hill House or whatever that shows on Netflix. That style of thing or um Scooby Doo, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a group of people going into a haunted house and exploring it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an expansion for it called Widow's Walk, which I actually I own it. We've never played it, um, at least this co- my copy of it. And then there's a D and D theme of it or skin of it called Betrayal at Baldur's Gate, which is the same thing. But your group of adventurers exploring Baldur's Gate, the city, mm-hmm. uh, on the Sword Coast. <coughs> and um, what's really cool about it is it's basically a a a roll and move adventure game where you 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 flip over a tile you move your character on it something may something crazy may happen to you Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, you collect items. Every now and then you'll enter a room or find something that has an omen card. And then you do what's called a haunt roll. And if you roll, I think, equal to or or under the, num- the total number of haunts that are on the board, um, you trigger the haunt. And depending on the item that you drew from the deck and then the location you are where you found it, it randomly selects... Um, this new narrative story to happen. So every game, there's I think there's 50 in each book. So there's 100 in the base set. There's a 50 in in, in um, excuse me. There's 100 with the base set plus the expansion, and another 50 in in Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how many in Legacy. Um, but it basically takes one of the players and turns them into a traitor. Oh. Um, they take what's called the traitor's tome. And go into a different room and they read the corresponding section. So it tells them their motivation. And it tells them what they need to do to win the game. And any, like if they get monsters or whatever stuff happens. uh, And then the rest of the players flip to the survival guide or whatever. Mm -hmm. And find the corresponding section. And they figure out how we're going to win. And then get a little bit of backstory into why our guy or or gal went crazy to do this thing. So um, some of them are very, very um, kind of nostalgic to old horror stories like there's one where uh in betrayal at house on the hill where uh basically the 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 person who betrays you is is victor frankenstein Mm -hmm. and he's trying to build a monster right so he's trying to collect all these parts to activate his monster and if he does that you lose the game because the monster comes alive and kills you um there's one where um the guy uh it turns out to be or the guy or, or, or lady um turns out to um be some sort of crazy bomber like terrorist person and while you're not looking everybody notices they have a bomb strapped to their chest oh no so you have to try to get everybody's bombs off in time um and or kill the the guy Uh before they explode and that'll kill you if they explode basically um there and then there's there's really silly ones too like there's one where you get shrunk down to the size of a mouse (laughs) and the the bad guy um your job at that point is to try to escape uh-huh. Like Stuart Little by building a uh, RC plane or something like that <laughs> and flying out the open window, but the That's bad guy cute. unleashes his tabby cat on you, uh-huh. and the cat is the little kitty cat's the monster, but it's this giant oh, beast, and it tries to rip your head off. So you have to try to survive that. So it's, see, that's something I would play. Well, you don't know. Again, it's random right. when you get it. So um, there's all sorts of different cards and, and rooms that trigger that, and it's just it's just a really cool thing. So Legacy takes that same idea. Mm-hmm. And then builds it into a legacy style campaign like like Gloomhaven or or Pandemic Legacy where or Werewolf Legacy and this idea that you take a board game that's traditionally played multiple sessions but each session is independent from one another right and this will have some sort of either narrative that ties each story together or uh, mechanically adds or removes things from the game that'll change the way the game is played along the way Interesting. and then uh, typically with a legacy game you play it in a season. So there'll be like a year's worth of games that you play. Right. And you'll play it in every, like each each section of the game is either a chapter or a month or something like that. Um, I think Betrayal Legacy is another chapter book like Werewolf Legacy, but I'm not, I haven't opened it up yet, so I don't know. But it's it looks really cool. It does look very cool. And you know how much I love horror. Yes, I do. Almost too much. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good, <laughs> it's a healthy amount. It's, it's, it's a very healthy amount. It's a healthy amount of horror. <laughs> Uh, you like you. You know what really kind of irked me is that you really liked horror movies when we first started watch or started dating. I did. 
You said you did. I don't think that I and said And you, uh, well, you may not have said it, but you definitely alluded to liking it. And we watched a bunch of horror movies when we first got together. And then when things got serious, you, let, you decided to let me know you didn't like watching horror movies very much. I think that might have been a fever dream. No. <laughs> there was like I six years where you wouldn't watch no, scary movies. No, I have no recollection of that. Well, just remember six years ago. What? I basically wore you down to the point of wanting to get you to want to watch them with me. What scary movies did we watch when we were first together that... I don't know. I don't know. It was like a bunch of them. Probably wore you out on them because it was just like probably one right after the other. Probably. That's why I like to do things. Back to back. Back to back. Like the three ninjas kicking back. <laughs> Is it, did they go back to back in three ninjas? Uh, how? There's three backs. What? What's the... Are you thinking of surf ninjas? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> There's definitely a karate style movie where they look at each other and go back to back. Blank Man. Blank Man. Blank Man, yeah. Uh, him and David Allen, Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer go back to back. But they may have that may be pulling from another old superhero Probably. type thing. Maybe like an old Batman deal or something like that. Maybe Batman and Robin went back to back. <laughs> uh, in fact, I think they did. Anyway, I, I see. Here's how bad I am about DC Comics is that I knew that reference from Blank Man, <laughs> the Damon Wayans comedy superhero movie, and not Batman and Robin. Well, I mean, Blank Man is pretty cool compared to. I agree, but Recent. that's that'll get us that'll lose our four listeners right there. Oh, come back! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how can people reach you on on the internets? On the interwebs. Yes. Well, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I don't enjoy Twitter, so I'm on there, but I'm not on there. So. Oh. I message you stuff all the time on there. Do you? Yeah. I don't I guess see I explains, any. Explains why you never reply. <laughs> Well, you never at me back or whatever, whatever the kids say these days. Yes. No, I don't get on there very much. I think I actually took it off my phone. But yeah, Instagram. What's what's your thing on Instagram? Is it still spoopy, Stina? No, I changed it because it's no longer Halloween. So I'm not spoopy anymore. It's Stina Perez, like a purring kitty. Oh, that's cute. I'm pretty cute. You guys hit her up on Instagram. You can see her board game pictures that she takes and pictures of our kids and our animals oh, do you take any other pictures um, kids animals or games every now and, and then you have to crochet take a projects and books and things yeah, you do love crafts we didn't talk about all your crafting I stuff i do love crafting we'll save that for a different podcast here we go yeah that's the it that's it that's the, that's the whole show right there wow that's it for the whole half hour <laughs> miss stina perez <laughs> Uh, we didn't even get to talk about Norm Macdonald, which I know you love me talking oh, about Norm Macdonald. Oh, that's, that's a whole nother podcast yeah. session. Lance and I talked for, I think, an hour and 45 minutes about wrestling and Norm Macdonald. Oh, and gosh. barely talked about games at all when he was on the show. That was, that was a lot of fun for me. I bet so. That's uh, your forte right there. It really is. Yeah. Um, we always do a thing on the show where our guest gets to leave some words of wisdom for the audience. So do you have anything you want to say to the mass, to the literal... <laughs> tens of people who may listen to this the tens of people the tens um well those four dc comic viewers please come back i'm sorry <laughs> um and that's about it yeah i won't apologize for not liking dc comics it's they're not good 
Well, I, I feel like care. you shouldn't end on that note, though. Yeah. You're probably That's right. my wisdom. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying Frank Miller's best stuff was Daredevil. Not, okay. not the Dark Knight. And that, and that I know, may be a thing. But there it is. It's all okay. <laughs> and that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review on the old iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio. Share this with all your friends and fam. We appreciate you, and I certainly hope you enjoyed listening to this. So, On behalf of the entire Perez family, thank you, thank you, thank you. Head over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash let's level up. And until next time, game on.